Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President. Jonathan Kraft, Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where you and I jump in, man. No, fine. We explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Oh my goodness gracious, this is why the NBA is the Perfect food for sports because of what happened, well, unless you're an OKC fan, because what happened with Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers in a last-second buzzer beater eliminated OKC from the playoffs. And as a treat, we have to hear what it sounds like in Korean. That's not Marvel. I love it. <laughs> it's a global game, man. Oh, it is. And now, if you didn't see it, uh, that was Lillard as he put in the uh, the basket uh, buzzer beater. Everybody on the team pours out on the court. Everybody's slapping high fives for Damian Lillard. And you know that he had to feel, let's use the word, exhilarated. It was a great feeling, you know. Um, when they left, when they left my hands, it felt good. I felt good about it. And um, the last five, six, five or six minutes of the game, I just kept telling myself, like, um, for us to to get this game, we was gonna have to really, really dig, you know, to come out on top. So um, the fact that I kept telling myself that, and then we came out on top and the shot went in, I was like, man, it really, it really happened. You know, we really dug and pulled it out. So um, it was a great feeling. We can talk business. We can talk everything about the business of sports, but that's just sports. Well, and before we get to the business, I'm not a basketball guy, as you guys know. That's a terrible shot, right? Uh, Paul George said so. T- tie yeah. game? He said it's a bad shot. Tie yeah. game with with the series on the line. Although and the, way, the way basketball footer. is going, I see Steph Curry. Like That's sort of like, you know, what that shot is what the 15-footer used to be. If I'm the coach <laughs> after the game, I'm like, that's one lucky of those, that oh, went no, in. Yes! Never, never do that again. Well, yeah. now, <laughs> never, let, never do that let's again. explain now is that the game was tied. 
Yes. It was one fifteen all, and then uh, Lillard hit that three pointer, and and yeah, it wasn't a very good shot. When I mean in terms of he shouldn't have taken it, but he did, and he made uh, it. came through. But why we're talking about this, we we focus all the time on the business of sport, and every now and then it's good to have a reminder that behind the business, why do they sell sweets? Why do they sell all the alcohol? Why do they have the parking? It's because people come to see moments like this. And the commissioners will tell you they always need to go back to the game. David Stern used to say back to the game all the time. And Adam Silver's the same way. And Gary Bettman's the same way. And we'll talk about that too. But there are moments that keep people coming back. Well, what do you think Twitter looked like last night when, when Dame hit that shot? And it was a series-long battle of Russell Westbrook mouthing off to, to Dame Lillard and, and to hit that shot. It was the culmination of a lot of trash talk. And he waved goodbye to OKC. I mean, that's the first thing that is like a little soap opera, right? He hits the shot from, by the way, 37 feet. Yeah. He hits the shot, and then he waves goodbye to the bench at OKC. It's like a soap opera. So it's moments like that that keep people coming back. It's the core of the business. Without the game, without the moments, you've got nothing. Does the NBA have enough of those moments, at least in the early rounds of the playoffs? Sure. I mean, that that shot last night is insane, and it sounds amazing in every language, I'm sure. Um, But overall, viewership down 18% in the early parts of the playoffs, partially because LeBron James is not in the playoffs, I'm sure. And LeBron Um, moved west, by the way. The the regular season ratings were simply by the fact that he's he's on the West Coast. You heard Charles Barkley yesterday, I believe. You're a loser if you're watching. Yeah, you're a loser if you're watching the Nets get blown out by the the 76ers. Um, None of these series, I would assume, unless Denver-San Antonio turns around, is going to go seven games. One can argue that the early part of the NBA playoffs – is far less compelling than the early part of the NHL playoffs. Yes. Oh, I don't even think that's an. I don't think that's an argument. At no, all. I, I think mean, that, is a, that is a statement of fact. The four series in the East: Milwaukee swept, Boston swept, Philly one and five, Toronto one and five. Those are your top four seeds in the East. They all went on. Yeah, wasn't that Milwaukee Pistons series great? <laughs> Speaking of Milwaukee, Wes Edens, part owner of the Bucks, be our guest later in the week. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. But yep. the, the comparison you made to NHL is good because one of the questions I'm I'm wondering, you know, the NHL is in this period right now, top two seeds in the East, the top seed in the East, top seed in the West, both eliminated. Adios. The best teams in the regular season in hockey are not going to be advancing in the, in, the, in the playoffs versus the NBA where it, it looks like the top four seeds in both the East and the West are, are going to advance. Which of those is better, you know, for in terms of drumming up interest nationwide for the playoffs, is it you know having the better teams playing in the in the, in the rounds of the playoffs, or is it having you know the the upstart teams well, or maybe you, some upsets? You, want to, you know, on. you'd want the mix. You don't 
you don't want the sweeps, as every TV person has always told you. It doesn't matter who it matters number of games. And it's bad for teams, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we'll talk to Wes about this, I'm sure, later in the week. But, you know, if, if you're an owner, you want, you want home playoff games, right? Yeah, and, you want and to play. And if you're, you're sweeping... Um, well, they'll take the advancing more than the let's get the extra game check. The, the, they want to advance. I think the owners sure. are, let's not mess around with a game six. Let's be done with an advance because <laughs> that's how you feel your future sales. I mean, the Bucks, I believe, on top of a great year of sales in the new building, the Fiserv Forum, I believe they're, for next year, another 1,200 season tickets have already been added. Well, I heard about analytics. You talk about that. About the You've heard about sports. analytics? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starts with an A. Where did you hear about that? In. <laughs> and what I heard is, in out of the four major groups of sports, the NBA, the top seeds usually advance. You know, you're not going to, not like in the NHL, not like it is in the NFL, and not like it is in MLB, where sometimes the best team doesn't advance to the next round, where in the NBA, it does. Let me do a little trivia with Barr, because he's not a big hockey fan. He thinks, you know, he'll have the Gordie Howe jersey every now and then, like <laughs> Ferris Bueller's buddy. But what was Ferris Bueller's buddy's name? What was that guy's name? I don't know. Cameron. Yeah, Thank Cameron. you, Medina. Yes, Cameron. Damn, he, nice. he, I love that. Gordie Howe. Cameron Fry. There we go. Uh, see, that's why she's the here. Last name. And many, many other wow. reasons. Um, but there is a real home ice advantage in hockey. Like when you're playing football, you play on the field. There's no home field advantage other than the crowd. You hear the crowd. Nothing changes. There's no advantage to being the home team in basketball other than you're sleeping in your own bed. But the rules of hockey are designed to literally favor the home team. You should be a better team at home. Do you know any of those rules, Mr. Barr? All I know is if you're the home team betting, you usually get at least a half a point just given to you for that. Yeah, but there should be. there's a reason for it in hockey. The two biggest reasons in hockey, one, the home team gets the second change. You get the final change of lines. Right. So if you're trying to match up players, you can do that as the home team. You'll see the whistle blows. You'll see the referee put his hand up to the visiting team, say, that's it. You can no longer change players. Then the home team gets to match up the way they want. Two, face-offs, very important part of the game. You control possession of the puck. The visiting team player must put his stick down on the ice first. It's an advantage to come in second and be able to lift that stick. I did not know that. I didn't think you would. So that's why others may not know that as well. But that's a literal home advantage for the teams. And by the way... The distance from the bench to the side you're on twice for changing. But, I mean, that's a little bit of a different one. But find find it interesting. Hearing you say there's a distinct home ice advantage uh, in hockey, I think, is going to give nightmares to our listeners up in Winnipeg. Yeah. Including uh, yeah, one, one Stu Tisdale out there uh, whose, whose Jets could not win a home game uh, and lost uh, in six games to the St. Louis but we All right, so we talked Dame Lillard. Now, Dame Lillard, now let's talk about, about the Sharks the, the and, shark. and I mean, the Vegas Knights. I Ooh. stayed up. You need to be up. At, you probably were just getting up for work. Yeah, I was just getting in. up, and I, and I turned on the set, and I'm like, man, they're in OT. 3 nothing, Vegas. Game's over. You know, the Vegas scores 3 nothing. Game whatever, 7 12. on Yeah, I mean, yeah. Flurry was amazing. There was no way they were going to beat him <laughs> once, let alone three times. He's got a major penalty called uh, against Vegas, which means the other team can score as many goals as they can on the five-minute power play, and you don't come out of the box. It was like, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Four goals from San Jose. Then Vegas ties it with less than a minute to go. Then you go to overtime and San Jose win. I mean, again, these are the moments 
why people come back again and again. It's why people will pay for OTT packages. It's why they will buy their, their foam finger and the pucks and the hat. This is the core of the game, the game itself, that fuels the entire industry. No, I, this is why you, it goes back to what you said. Sports needs to be sports. And and I think when it got into where we realized that our innocence was gone and there is actually a business to it is when things changed. But you need moments like this where people come Monday morning or whatever morning it is and go to the water cooler and it's like, oh my goodness, did you see well, what Twitter, just happened? Twitter is the water cooler now and that's fueling the business up. Twitter is the real-time water cooler now. I didn't have to wait to come here. I actually was like, oh my Lord, is anybody watching this game? And then of course people were responding. So I was by myself at one in the morning on the couch, yet I was watching the game with a community. Game seven, like with the Bruins and the Maple Leafs, that was another one. You had to watch it. And of course the history for the Maple Leafs didn't work out too well. They haven't won a cup in 26 years. Yeah, they need Wendell Clark back. Going back to my my question about you know parity and and whether it's it's healthy from a from a business standpoint for for the league for the playoffs for the for the media rights holders, I think you can make an argument that depending if, if the Capitals lose Game Seven Wednesday night to Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. I think you can make an argument that all eight playoff series went the wrong way for TV viewership. Yes, you you want the Maple Leafs in, even Maple though it's Leafs Boston. You want out. the Maple Leafs. Pittsburgh with their stars. Sidney Crosby out. You lost the the top team, the be- one of the best regular season teams of the past Tampa thirty Bay years. Right. You lost stars. Tampa Bay. Yes. Um, you know, but the you got the Islanders. The e- <laughs> team in the West, Calgary gone. Vegas, which is a big TV draw and also a fun story, gone. I'm not sure what's better between Winnipeg, St. Louis, or. Dallas, Nashville, but Nashville is a team I'll that also draws pretty well. What yeah. happens if Washington loses, and now you lose Alex Ovechkin? Ovechkin, what uh, what happens now? To Maybe you go with Ovi. Ovi, the Great Eight. We go- <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Yeah, I think for, if you're a diehard hockey fan, and and I I, I consider myself one of the, I, I love the way this works out, but I, but obviously there's so it's so important to draw in casual fans, that and I'm the, not sure that this has been just it. hit it on the head. Yep. The diehard hockey fans are going to watch Columbus. You know, I, I know Tortorella. I know Bobrovsky. You know, I know Panarin. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we know these folks. We want to see them play. However, how do you lure the casual fan? That's what the NHL's challenge has been. How do you add to the rabid, loyal fan base you have? How do you get those casual viewers? Vegas managed to do it last year with that Cinderella run. That's right. All right, they're gone. Now what? <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. Is it is is Brent Burns's beard enough to make people watch? I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fun team, but he's a he's a scary looking dude. I don't. I wouldn't want to get hit by him in a corner. But I could see I could see them being a compelling character anyway, along with Thornton. They're, I could see it's like ZZ Top, like casual sports fan going, "Who are those guys?" Can't you see yeah, him doing I, the old electric shave commercials? Yeah, I think of in some ways. I think of the NBA and the NHL when it comes playoff time as almost like direct inverses. Uh, right? uh, the yeah, NBA is a star driven <laughs> league, and the best teams always win, and you know who's going to be there, and Oftentimes the games are not compelling, but it gets a tremendous viewership, right? And the NHL, you know, oftentimes the stars lose in the first round or there aren't many stars and there's a tremendous amount of parity and almost every series seems to go six or seven games, but the viewership just isn't there. And there's obviously a relationship between those two things. Let's talk about Major League Soccer and expansion. 
Yeah, the one real sports it's business happening hopper again. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems like they're in perpetual expansion mode, but we're going to 30, Evan? We're going to 30 now, yeah, which 30. is So what, what are the which ramifications of 30? Uh, it's big. Yeah, it's a lot of teams. Um, just for, for folks who, who feel like, you know, the MLS is always expanding, you're right. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they added Cincinnati this year. Uh, that, that got them to 24. Uh, there are teams in Miami, Austin, and Nashville. That are going to be added in the next couple of years. That gets you to twenty-seven. Um, they've are twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Seem most likely to be Sacramento and St. Louis. Um, and then the thirtieth one kind of seems up in the air. There's a number of cities that are that are possible there. Um, but you know, you're talking about a league that you know opened as twenty uh, something years ago with with ten teams, um, and has dramatically you know over the course of the of the late two thousand tens and then into the t- the twenty twenties will dramatically increase in size and price. And price. I mean, that's the big thing. Yeah, the 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 expansion fee for these extra teams reported at two hundred million dollars. Um, for reference, when when Toronto FC joined the league in two thousand seven, I believe that was ten million dollars. When LAFC joined two years ago, they paid one hundred and ten. Right. So so we've doubled even from the LAFC. Uh, expansion fee, and that was two, three years ago. Let's say Giovinco, just because we can. <laughs> <laughs> but two hundred million is still cheap compared to the other ones, NFL, and and I mean, go on. Well, you're getting an asset that's nowhere near as valuable. Um, but it For does, now. it does certainly. I mean, kind of beg the question: where a, where does it stop, and b. What does the end game look like for MLS? Right, you can't you can't add a, a a team in every single city in America, right? So at some point they need to stop. There's obviously a tremendous there's a, there's a group of people who believe that MLS should structure itself in the same way that European soccer leagues do, where there's multiple tiers of leagues, there's relegation, there's promotion, there are lawsuits trying to achieve that. MLS is technically in violation of FIFA's code right now in terms of, of not having promotion and relegation. Um, but it does make you wonder, you know, if you're looking, trying to, to read Don Garber's mind, kind of what the what the end game is here in terms of expansion. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Soshnick and Eben Novi-Williams. We are here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Milwaukee Bucks owner Wes Edens, fresh off a uh, four-game sweep of Michael Barr's Detroit Pistons. Oh, oh that was oh, great! Why did, why did he have to do that? <sighs> Michael, you're oh, screaming into the mic. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it you're was... excited. You say the word Detroit, and Michael goes crazy, no matter what it is. That, that, you know what? That's, I don't have a windscreen. That's uh, why. Uh, and you've got wind. I got wind. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish I had a windscreen. Anyway, you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, where you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.